Well, hello, 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 <laughs> and hello. welcome to Ferguson, Harrington, Hawks, and Hawks. Hey, there's two of them. Hey, right. there's double, Oops, bubble. There's What's double going on? Hawks. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. Hey, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this, listener. We've got Chesney and his wife Chrissy here today, right? But. What's happening is they seem to, I don't know, and they maybe cuddle or something, but they seem to both have some kind of flu yeah. type thing. They're both they're unwell. A bit quiet. They're a bit quiet. We're both a bit lurgyish, aren't we, both? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still <laughs> adorable, though. Actually, I think we could have done this from bed, to be quite honest. We should have done this snuggling in bed, absolutely. Yeah. That would have been the way to it go. Could, it could have been I'd very, have had too could've... much editing. I'd have had too much to cut out if you'd have done <laughs> that. There would have been too much. Like the we... vision. The vision yeah. of it, right? Yeah. 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 You would be like, no. Oh, oh, like, oh. You know, it could have been like John Lennon All and the Yoko Ono. Pillows, you know? Can you imagine it now? Uh, yes, it's amazing. <laughs> right. So, uh, no, too, do you know, they even... Do you think, Neil, or is it just me that... Um, they both look adorable, even though they're sick. Uh, it's, Chrissy looks a bit scared, to be honest. Yes, well, <laughs> she know. looks a slightly rabbit in the headlights, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> and I love the fact that because she's on our show, she's so well behaved. Yeah. I don't even know her that well. <laughs> he has like, no idea yeah. who I am. You have no <laughs> idea. No idea. None. Have you ever, that movie Heat, have you seen the movie Heat with Sandra yes. Bullock? And that, oh. there's a, what's the woman? Can't remember the woman's name, right? Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, that's yeah. me and Chrissy together. Very true. That's Very what we're like. Yeah. Given the chance. Or yeah. Thelma and Louise, either. <laughs> <Definitely>. either. <laughs> Thelma well, and Louise, yeah. but badder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're bad. Don't you and... don't drive in my wife off of a cliff, though. <laughs> okay, well, I'll try not to drive well. myself off a cliff as well, but you know. Don't push they've been, me, Chesney. They've been, Don't listener, push me. they have been close to driving off a cliff a few times. No, <laughs> we two. haven't. We've did, no, we're driving you no. guys off a cliff. Right? Oh, yeah, that's a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chrissy, get him. Get him. You tell him. I will. Don't worry. He's at the studio right now. When he comes in, his ass is mine. <laughs> oh, good. Oh. Ooh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Can I have that in writing, please? <laughs> oh, is it Friday? Oh, lovely. <laughs> yes, it is, Neil. Yes, it is. <laughs> Not the way we're feeling. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're at this point in the show. I I, you know what? We're in trouble, listener, when I'm the responsible one. I just want yeah, to exactly. that. I was thinking the, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm responsible, everybody, the world is ratchet. Just so, you know. Um, no, what happens in the show, right, is that, um, well, you know what, Chesney's going to explain the structure of the show, aren't you, Chesney? You want to explain the structure? I can do oh, that, okay. yes, yeah. uh, for our listener. Um, so I decided, uh, having done a couple of uh, seasons of, of this lovely podcast uh, where we just kind of, it was kind of seat of the pants stuff, wasn't it? We just kind of did it. Yeah. Uh, and came, did whatever came into our heads, which worked. But I wanted to bring in a little bit more structure. So I thought when we brought our, our lovely guest in, that we would ask them for a quote that they either kind of live by or this, this means something to them. Um, and then we could talk about that and we'd get to know them a little bit better. Um, and then uh, eventually, uh, in, in 45 minutes exactly, precisely... <laughs> 
We will ask them for a song that uh, has some kind of emotional value to them. And, uh, and then I will play that for them and, uh, as a gift for, for our guests. And then we'll talk about that. So that was, that's it, really. That's the structure. That's the structure. So we have yeah. a quote from you, Chrissy, don't we, to start off? You do. And this, yes. this is funny because, you see, I don't know you that well, but I do know you reasonably well from listening to Lynn and your husband. <laughs> oh, so God, help you. When I, get, when I get a quote like this, the irony in this fucker, <laughs> I tell you, really, because I've been led to believe you're someone that likes a chat. Basically, oh no, I do. I, 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 yeah. So, so, <laughs> so your quote: uh, "Never miss a good opportunity to shut up," which you've referenced <laughs> as, as, as as Doctor Phil. So, as far as your Doctor Phil watching habits, we'll get into that a bit later. We'll oh, park yeah. that. We'll, we'll park, park that, that up. for a minute. Okay, yeah. that that could be another part of the show, or even another whole show. Um, <laughs> so, so, so Dr. Phil credits that, uh, his father for that saying. Yes, he does. The thing is, it is actually probably more than likely derived from a saying by the Greek Stoic philosopher, uh, Epictetus. 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 Him. him. Epictetus. 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 He wanted people to shut up. I have kept calling him Epictetus. He'd be like, never mess. Stop calling me Epictetus. Well, so there we go. Rule, rule, number, rule number 37 of podcasting. Don't get the dyslexic fella to read the name of the Greek gods. I'm setting you up for that next chess. So anyway, him, he said, he said the word silence is safer than speech so there you go so maybe it was derived from that apparently also mark twain is quoted as as saying this as well this saying well the exact same quote never miss a good opportunity to shut up yeah exactly that is i think it would be mark twain because you see i have to say i don't i'm not a fan of dr phil at all whoa (gasps) no i don't at all i think he's a chrissy hawks go But this is it'd be something that we would discuss over a oh, yes. of of right? Absolutely. No, I think he's like one of those old windbags where you just he's a professional <laughs> um, advice giver that doesn't actually uh, abide by the standards that he lives by. He's a total I'm not going to cuss, but he's a big fucking hypocrite, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's with Mark Twain because Mark Twain's kind of a guy who just wandered about um, saying shit, didn't they? You know, yeah, books, quoting a lot. Stuff. Yeah. Well, right. quoting a lot. But now the, the the other thing is, apparently, it's now they reckon it was someone called Will Rogers who actually came oh, up with that quote. Right. And Will Rogers was America's cowboy yeah. philosopher, is how they described him. So let's get into it then. So yeah, never miss a good opportunity to shut up. I wish Doctor Phil had lived by that. Because I think he could have shut up a lot more than he did in his life. And that, again, proves my thing that he's a hypocrite. Because he you never and... shut up. He was like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You and Mrs. Hawks are going to fall, fall out in a minute, I think. Oh, really? Are we? It's possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really? Could, could... Do, do you love Dr. Phil, Chris? I think... And before she answers, I think it's... T- t- that it comes from her mum. She watched Dr. Phil with her mum, and I think that was probably oh, a big... Ah, yeah. there you go. Right, right I yeah. see. Am, am I correct, my wife? I shouldn't talk for you. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. So with Dr. Phil, I really equate watching that show with Indiana 
And whenever I was homesick or anything like that, especially when we lived in England for such a long time, when that would come on, it was like, oh my gosh, I got a little bit of home. But you know, I've always liked him too in that sense of, it just really, but the big thing is it really took me back home. That That's a big thing. Yeah. And then one of the last times we were home, I think it was one summer. I don't know how it happened, but all the family, all three kids, my mom, my dad, Chez, we were all there. And then it was just like Dr. Phil was on back-to-back slots. And then the kids got into it. We were just <laughs> watching it for the, and it was just more like <laughs> entertainment, but then... They were like, what's going to happen? No, we have to finish this episode. What's going on? Yeah, so, it, and going back to that quote with him, I just, there's been some, you know, it was one of those things I was watching it, and when I hear something, I've got my little Post-it notes, that, and I just wrote that quote down, because like, damn, that's a really good thing to stand by, because mm. I've gotten myself in trouble by saying some things when I really shouldn't have. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, that has never happened to me. I have never. That has no, never no. happened to me. No, I'm very guarded about what I say, and I has never happened to me. Well, it's all about the uh, it's all about the eighty twenty rule, right? Apparently, isn't it? That's how you're supposed to sort of live your life. You spend most of your time listening, eighty percent, and only twenty percent speaking. Um, and always pause to give the others the opportunity to speak. I think that's it, isn't it? Chances are someone else will jump in. We shouldn't always feel the need to be first and to fill it. And, um, and of course, that other well-known thing, the most effective thing in communication, one should remember, is that some things are just better left unsaid. Aren't they, ladies? <laughs> Sometime. Why am I left? Unless you're unless you're like you're considering lady. me a lady as well. Why was I left? No, out? I'm coming to you. In oh, a okay. <laughs> okay. You're a separate case. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Yes, there are definitely those times when somebody asks you a question. You're like, hmm. Do you want to be happy, <laughs> or do you want me to tell you the truth? What are you really looking for here in this situation? No, there's, I mean, one of the the particular moments for me with that quote was, you know, in hindsight, which is always fantastic, was um, I was doing a modeling job back in my early 20s. And uh, there was this one hotel in Mallorca that everybody would stay at. And one of my friends that I'd met that actually was the friend how I got introduced to Chesney. Tess was out there doing on another shoot. And so I saw her, we'd broken for lunch and I saw her and I sat down and, um, it was great. We, we started catching up. She asked me how things were going and I was like, well, you know, and I told her, I was like, uh, you know, this is, it's going a little slow. I don't know the clothes, this and that. And just started to open up my mouth and just blah, blah, blah. Cause she's my friend. And of course I know absolutely everything because that's just who I am at that stage of my life, you know? And, um, as I stand mm. up to leave, the photographer and the client were sat right behind me having lunch. Oh. <laughs> so needless to say, <laughs> when I showed up, pretty much I was benched and put on a plane the next day. So Back yeah, never missing a good opportunity to shut up uh, would have gone down a long way back then. And uh, to have said, yeah, things are going just fine, just fine. You know, and in retrospect, when I look at it too, it's like there's a lot of things that I thought I knew back then. And there's even a lot of things I think I know now, but do I? 
And let me take a minute and really, hmm. you know, contemplate that before suddenly opinions or things jump out of my mouth or from my inexperience or lack thereof or just not really having the the reverence potentially for what somebody else is going through or what they're doing or or what's what's in it for them. So, you know, I think that's a lot of maturity too going in. But there's that what you mentioned, Neil though, that pause. There's a lot in the pause. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think you just mentioned something there as, as well. You, you brought into it the word uh, opinion. And that's the other thing. You've got to remember that it's possible to engage and you don't have to bring it back to you all the time. You can still keep it going. It, it's almost about parking one's ego up, isn't it? And thinking, OK, I can still get into this subject matter, but I don't have to relate it to me or put my two penny worth in. Um, but you learned that. Uh, they, you know what? That was a great lesson to learn at that age, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it's a matter of yeah. confidence too, isn't it? Do you not think that, like, as you get older, <clears throat> um, not that any of you guys will know how this feels, but as you get older, because <laughs> those guys never get older, um, that, that you, don't, you don't need to make sure that you're valued in the room, really. You know, mm. when you're younger, there's mm. that whole thing of I better say something or people will not see me or they'll think that I'm thinking something or like blah, blah, blah. The whole thing is much more complicated. Like, because I, I know mm. you as well, Chrissy, I bet you you were just trying to be a good person. So when she said, how are things going? You're like, well, uh, you've asked me, so I'm just going to fill some space so that we're all happy together and I'm going to tell you all the interesting bits. Not necessarily complaining, just more kind of making things you know, fluffy, right? Yeah. But as you get older, mm. you allow things to be not so fluffy. You're like, well, whatever, you know. It doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> but we've all been in situations <laughs> no, exactly. like that, surely, where we've kind of said the wrong thing and the wrong person is overhearing us, you know. It's just one of those things, isn't it? But I guess yeah. what you learn... Especially if it's in public. What you've learned is, you, you know, if you're going to say that to your friend, you should be able to say that to the people that, you know, were sit sitting right behind, behind you. Absolutely. That's I think that that definitely is in the case of texting and emails, though. Like, it used mm. to be just that you could get into trouble just by speaking, but now there are a plethora <laughs> of yes. areas that you can yeah. get into trouble just by not taking that point, that just by not shutting up beforehand. Oh, God, social media's done that for sure. Oh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. There's a thing mm. with Twitter where I look at it sometimes just to see how many people can't <laughs> shut up. Do you know what I mean? When you're just like... <laughs> grown man what are you what saying? are you doing why are you yeah. saying that right exactly <laughs> and a lot of the time it's just absolute stuff that why would anyone be interested in what you just made for lunch you know it's that yeah. kind of stuff just shut up you know go and do something a little more i don't know uh, something that means something you know it is amazing isn't it that the, the how twitter has has uh, has changed the way people communicate in a way because it's kind of because of the the shortness of it you know people are just kind of like blah they just blurt stuff out don't yeah. they i think that's bled think into beforehand. real life yeah yeah well there's yeah. also when you see yeah. these people who are like members of parliament or stuff like that which i know is a bad subject right now but 
Um, like <laughs> yeah, people yeah. who have like respectable jobs, or they put themselves down as loving father and believer mm. in Jesus and all that, like all big things. And then that you look can come their, back to bite uh, you in the ass, right? <laughs> and yeah. then they like literally they're they're tweeting things like you know you fart and you do this stuff and you asshole and blah blah blah, and you're like. Mm. That doesn't sound very Jesus loving. That doesn't sound <laughs> yes. very family man. Like it's <laughs> all things so like blah 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 has big tits, and you're like, I'm not sure that's the way that Jesus wants you to be talking, love. I'm not sure about. Or that. your loving wife. Yeah, right. But it's almost like we all need to, you all need to learn that lesson the hard way, don't you? Really, with with social media and everything, it's like because it only it's only when it happens, and then you think, ah, oh. mm. you know, the the I suppose. When email first came out, it was the realization of how instant it was when you'd said something. That's why they added the undo. I remember learning that sort of don't, yeah, don't, you know, it's like, okay. And you think, actually, if I just paused for half an hour and computed that, that reply wouldn't have gone. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely missing a good opportunity to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, and there's one of the things of learning too with, I mean, it's been one of our, my biggest things is, language and um, I, I was what I had to learn a lot as a mom was apologizing to my kids when I was just going over the edge when the next words that were going to come out of my mouth they just really weren't going to hold anything except an apology later because I wasn't in control of my state you know and so that also is a good moment of like you know what no now no words need to be spoken. It's time to be quiet. I need to leave the room. I need to go gather myself. And then we can come back in. Because yeah. otherwise, what's said from there on doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make it any better. And a lot of times it makes it a lot worse. And that's something yeah. that we've imparted mm. to our kids too. Because, you, you know, you see that when they get very heated and you're like, well, let's just let's just calm down for a little bit we'll, we'll come back on on this we'll talk about this but let's not talk about it right this minute we'll come back in half an hour say and then we'll, we'll pick this up and that really helps it certainly helped yeah. with ki- with some of our kids <laughs> but it, it's something you have to, it, it's something you have to learn isn't it you have to learn not to react yeah. and, and, and you have to and it's hard and it's difficult and you have to practice it you have to keep practicing it and you just have to Take it on and think, okay, and and you have to work through it. And it's a very powerful thing to overcome, I think. Mm. Yeah, it takes practice. It's not easy. And and it gets easier as you do it, which is good. And then you get then you can feel what's really that underlying emotion which is bubbling up that's just trying to burst that needs needs the attention or is asking for the attention. And you can take that attention in a moment to yourself so that when you do come back into the situation and back in the fold to have the conversation, then what? Then you're really moving more towards a resolution than just like you were saying, Neil, like being in that reaction or in that reactive phase. I love that you guys have a thing in your house where you go, can you just handle the trash? When it means that you yes. just have got something where you go, I'm just Hold talking trash. trash, you have to handle it. <laughs> we had that with, with Casey yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. I would love to carry on this particular part of the conversation, but I am forced to do this, Chrissy, because your husband has like this. He is like a structure demon. Is he like that at home? Does he have like a structure thing at home? Does he? 
No. As you oh, mean, I see what, like you're the time shutting like, up there, right? Oh, no. no. Excuse me. Mr. Queen is here. As you, wait, let's just, let's just <laughs> yeah. say this. It's like, oh, when he did Celebrity MasterChef, ooh, isn't it so nice? He comes home and he cooks all the time. Isn't it just so amazing now that Chesney's just What's this that amazing do with chef at home? <laughs> well, how he's like there doesn't mean he brings it home sometimes. <laughs> okay. I still haven't had that bloody fish stew, Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Sorry about that. So this is a bit of the podcast where we do. A, I do a little bit of story, right? So because Neil does all organisation and general sullenness, right? But you're not at all sullen today. I don't know what the hell's going on. No, you're very trying right? fucking perky. hard for you three. Perky That's today. All right. <laughs> Oh, there he ah, is. There, there he is. <laughs> we found There's him again. <laughs> and Chesney obviously does adorability and music, and I do a little bit of story. So <clears throat> I know you'll know what this is because we've done story together before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to tell me a story, and I'm going to tell you what I hear. Are we ready? Oh, Lord. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to set my timer for two minutes, and you're going to tell me about diamonds. Diamonds. Are you ready? Go. <laughs> diamonds. Uh, you would pick diamonds. I will, I bloody love diamonds. Diamonds are beautiful. Now, the one that's the most dear to my heart is the diamonds from my wedding ring that Chesney picked out. That when, um, God, I think I was 21 when he proposed. We got married when I was 22. And so at the time when I... Um, at that time when Chez and I were together, he had a roommate, Ashley, who was the best roommate ever, absolutely fantastic. And I think I'd probably come back from a trip or done something, and I think Chez had kicked Ash out because he was making me dinner, and it was really nice, all set up, and I was like, okay, this is, this is good, this is really nice. And then at the end of it, there's this little fortune cookie there and I crack it open and he'll tell the story where I like nearly ate the whole thing but that's not true um and he had placed he placed the engagement it's not true he'd placed the engagement ring in the fortune cookie and uh, that was the proposal he'd made this beautiful dinner um with the I think maybe he'd had to send Ash out to go get the the cookie I don't know we'll ask him later but anyway so um so that that was the the diamond was in the fortune cookie and then that's when I said I told him I said have you called my dad <laughs> I called my mom and dad no I, he hadn't but uh, we did that later on that night and the first thing my dad said is you're not pregnant <laughs> I'm <was like>, no. <laughs> not pregnant um so that was that was that one and he bought it at an antique uh shop in Windsor and it's just it's beautiful and I know some people change their diamonds and they upgrade and they do this and that and all that but it's it, this one's mine. This one's really mine. Ah, and so moving oh. on. Didn't expect that. Um, and then in there I, you go. Oh, was that oh, it? You're good. Yeah, you, go. you did it, baby. There well you done. See? And the reason you got emotional is because uh, diamonds is value. What do you value? And you, what you value is a handsome. Adorable guy <laughs> that you marry. You'll no, find it's one about one day. the. Uh, yeah. You value family. Mm-hmm. You value your family. The the you, the diamond, the big precious in your life is Chesney and your kids. That's the big precious. 
But particular, I'm not saying that your kids don't matter, they do. <laughs> but in this particular story, <laughs> uh, what the diamond, the thing you value is Chesney. He, he's the, the precious thing. And he's not replaceable. You know, and the th- what I know, uh, old Chesney's grinning, even though he's been a little peaky this morning. He's like, "Yes, I'm the happiest man alive." Well, I am. Um, <laughs> also, you know, you can disagree with that if, like, oh, you know, of course, I'm not. No, um, but it, it's all about your value is about um, you and Ches, and I think that because I know the story behind it anyway. Um, which is that you've just celebrated 25 years of marriage. So you're probably a little bit, oh, I value each other anyway. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like there's nothing like an anniversary Aww. to make you go, holy shit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty crazy. Because I yeah. guess you've spent more of your life with Chez than you yeah. spent without him. Although technically, yeah. day-wise, that's not the truth because no, exactly. he's always on tour, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and maybe that's the secret. Yeah, even before we moved to the States, I was always traveling or he was traveling. Like There was a lot of times, even when we were living in the same country, where I would we wouldn't have seen each other for five months out of the year because of trips and because of this. So our life has always been a little bit like that. But yeah, yeah I have definitely spent the... the more part of my life and years with him than without him. Aww. And obviously it's working Aww. because all that's coming through is, you know, you say, I bloody love, and you went straight to the wedding ring. There was no, like, diamonds yeah. are forever or a girl's best friend or anything <laughs> like that. It was, like, totally this yeah. diamond, this one, no other people, um, mm. no other diamonds. So, Chesney, you're very well loved, and, and <laughs> not just uh, by mm. the adoring fans out there, but by... The message, which is lovely. And my beautiful wife. It's only because she, you, you tour and she doesn't have to spend all that <laughs> yeah, time thanks, with you. If, if, you didn't, if you didn't do what you did for a living, she'd have left You're you years ago, romantic, mate. Don't you mate. worry about that. <laughs> Said Mrs. Yeah. Harrington the fourth. I can't wait to do this with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Anyway, back to you. <laughs> do you think you guys have got more romantic over the years or have you just, is it sustained its romance or has it changed? How is it as a... Hmm. That's a really good question. I think, I think initially in the beginning it's about the romance of, ooh, uh, these dinners and going out and doing things like that, those romantic things in that way. Now it'll be like, babes, I didn't even get you a card. I didn't get you a card. And then I'll be like, no, getting Jesse a birthday card and be like, babes, I got you a card. That have to get a frigging card. Now he's got to get a card. But, it, yeah. but the romance, it, the, the love and the bond is so much deeper that there's, there's no... I mean, we would definitely love to go sit on a beach for a week, just the two of us. I mean, that mm. would be fantastic. Mm. But we also know that the bond and the rom- the romance that is between us when we are together, I mean, right, right now, especially because he does travel so much, all we want to do is be together in these two weeks that we have. I was already calling him on the way to the studio this morning being like, did you get there? Are you good? I can't wait to come <laughs> home. I can't wait till we sit on the couch together. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how romantic that part is, but I just, I want to be with him. And so it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the rose petals and it doesn't have to be the fancy dinners. It's, it's more about just us in that regard. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. Chesney has a, another view, but... For me, that's what that is. That that bond just gets stronger and 
in in a different way more and more. But for me, it, uh, the love just grows. It just keeps getting like it, you know. Um, every time I think about that, it's like I can't believe how much how much you know that love is has. It just it just keeps getting more and more. You know, just when you think like. You know, I I couldn't love I couldn't love someone more, and it just then something I don't know happens, and you're like, my God, this is crazy, you know. And yes, I want to be with you always, always, and even when I'm when we're away, we speak like three times a day more. You know, sometimes we fall asleep with with uh, Zoom on and stuff like that. You know, we're still like little teenagers, really, do aren't we? Do you think that is because you do have to? You're forced to spend so much time away from each other you have that dynamic that's probably do you think that's one of the reasons why it's i think it probably helps in all seriousness i think that probably does help you know chrissy always she says mm. um you know she she likes to have her space um and that's fair and that's fair yeah. enough and i you know and it's something that i that's something that i had to learn myself because I, I think my I'm very much a touchy-feely kind of person, and so I always want to be close, you know. And some sometimes for Chrissy, it's, that can be a little bit too much, you know. So you too so. much. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Tess is right. I mean, I do value um, space, and so you know, would this relationship be the same if we were together twenty-four-seven? No, I mean, I don't think so. But it doesn't mean it would be. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have the potential to still be just as good. It's just that difference. One of the things I think, too, for Ches and I, that what we do is we are constantly working on ourselves because yeah. we realized a long time ago that the only person that's responsible for our happiness and our life is ourselves. We stopped playing the blame game a long time ago. And yeah, what we do sure. bring to the table is our mm. communication, like what he was talking mm. about in the sense of where he found that separation a little hard, you know, his language of love is physical touch, mine's acts of service. And so, you know, that t takes us to finding those things out about ourselves, recognizing that the other one isn't doing something not for us. It's that we just speak a different language and in, in that physical aspect, but then also in how we communicate and making sure that we both understand what we really are meaning because we all have a filter that we speak through. And so are you really hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what you're hearing, but it's not the message I'm trying to convey? So let's really get down to the deep of it because mm. that's what really matters is that no matter what, especially when we're on a bit of a cross path when it comes to the kids, if we can feel that we're not going down the way that we both are in agreement with it's like let's take a step back can we both agree that we want the best for our kids right now the answer is yes okay let's never miss let's a good opportunity there. shut up right now let's take a minute <laughs> and let's come back yeah. that's funny that dog that's with you never misses that opportunity to oh bark. my god <laughs> i tell you i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm liking it <laughs> you know i'm thinking about people listening to you and going yes well it's all right for you with your lovey loveliness and everything being magic and all that stuff but i I've, knowing you both and and knowing what it is how you work together I feel sometimes that people are short-changed in what, they are, the, what the perception of love is meant to be. Mm. You know, that when... And I, I, don't, I don't know when it happens. I certainly know as a, uh, as a woman that when I was a girl, the idea was that if a man loves you, he'll, like, tell you what to do all the time. 
<laughs> and he'll like uh, or he'll like he'll arrange the house, he'll sort stuff, he'll show he's manly by telling you what to do all the time. And I remember going, I, well, I think I'm just not going to be in love then. I think that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I think the the idea that we're, that it's difficult for people to work relationships. I think when uh, it's it's sort of suggested or even not even suggested presented that love is this kind of floating dance that we do and if you don't find the floating dance then it means that nobody loves you and actually people the people who do love you are the people who are like you want a cup of tea let's go mm. to blah 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 and mm-hmm. have the stuff mm-hmm. um, or call you out on I'll, your shit I'll, as well it's yeah, like it yeah. works the other way it's like those are the ones that actually really do love you you yeah. know and that's one thing that you know mm. in our relationship chrissy's fucking unbelievable at is is finding what she just what she just touched upon there is you know, finding what we're actually talking about, if we're having an argument or whatever, it, it's never about what you're actually arguing about, is it? There's always something behind it, some kind of emotion that's that's there, or and it can go back to your childhood even sometimes, you know. And, and Chrissy's like uh, fucking annoyingly good at finding finding those things, and it can be painful <laughs> to to get through uh, to that place. And sometimes, you know, I don't want to go there, you know, uh, and. Uh, mm. It's it's hard to to get through, but then you know once you do get through to the the other side and realize, shit, okay, I, okay, I, I can see what I'm doing now, and and I'm I'm really sorry I could, that I'm taking that out on you, and it's really nothing to do with you. It's all about mm. me, you know. So so that is important, and that's what Chrissy was talking about about like her taking responsibility for your own, you know, what's going on in your in your world, in your head, in your heart, you know. So yeah. you've, you've got to love yourself first, you know. And if you don't, then that's gonna, you're going to take it out on everyone around you. Absolutely. I definitely think that's true. Because I have a thing with Mark, whenever mm. we fight, it's usually that I've got something else in my mind, you know. That, like, most of the time we're just, like, wandering about being, you know, chickens, bees, blah, 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 <laughs> right, growing, we're, like, doing our thing. But if I get nippy or, or or annoyed with them or resentful, it, it's actually my first port of call now is to go, ah, what is it that's really bothering me? Something's really bothering me and he's my convenient, <laughs> my convenient <laughs> yes. person to be annoyed at, right? I don't like the way you wear your socks, right? Always means <laughs> that shit's going on in my own head. Yeah. It's so true. Mine was... Mine was Ches- Chesney's cupboard doors because he'd constantly leave them open and it was the most aggravating thing to me in the world until I realized and decided, ah, oh, let me just go over there and shut them. It's fine. Yeah. It just means he's home, right? Yeah. It just means Chesney's home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Neil? Well, do you do that? What you just actually said, Chrissy. It's ex- exactly, it happened the other day and, and we had a big off about something <laughs> and, and, and she just turned around and she said, why didn't you just fucking do it? Why did you have to just make such a big deal? Why didn't you just do it instead? And yeah, yep. you're right. And and you have to dig down. And what what's the reason for it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you say, it, it takes uh, work though. That's the thing. It does. It takes you have to work at that kind of stuff. We very nowadays we very rarely do that. We very rarely argue about little things because if if there is something snippy that comes along, <laughs> Chrissy more than often than than not, we'll fight, we'll go. Well, hang on a minute. 
why is why are you doing that or why are you saying that that's not what you really mean and then we'll go into it you know and it can and then you're like okay i've got an hour now of this so chrissy where does your cuz you're big on like um, self development and improvement so where What's the root of all that? Where does your kind of get up and goness stem from? In the sense of of that, of what we're talking about here, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, the type of mother I was, who I was with my kids, right. in the sense of, like Chess said, or I th- maybe it was Lynn, you take it out on your nearest and dearest. And when I was in overwhelm or stress or anxiety or frustration, then I just wasn't the best mom. I really wasn't. And like I said, I had to apologize to my kids for being stressed or shouting or doing things like that. And I just, I didn't like that about myself. And so then that's where really delving in deeper and checking into who I was, that's the passion. That's where the passion came from because I wanted to be everything I could be for them in a supportive and loving and nurturing way and not not having them just because they were my closest, you know, the ones there that they'd get the brunt of me when I was in that reaction phase. It just wasn't right and it didn't feel good. Mm. And the other part of it too is just, you know, a lot of us, we we were conditioned and it was just a conditioning that I had to grow beyond. And so that's where it came at. And I knew as well, I didn't want to pass that conditioning on. I wanted them to be able to flourish from who who they are in their own way, not because I hadn't done my work to get beyond my own self. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Mm. It totally does. Yeah, so that's hey. where that, that push has come from. So, yeah, one of the things that I'm thinking is because Chesney's all doughy-eyed. Have you noticed that, Neil? He's all doughy-eyed. He's like... Oh, blah, blah. I love her. I, I love I, her. I didn't know whether he had a bad no, back. Yeah. I didn't know he's all doughy-eyed. He's like... Oh, There's all that sort of that going on, right? Like, it's, oh. main, it's mainly because I'm sick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it's because I love her. I love sick, you this are. Is my fa- this is my fa- favourite <laughs> guest we've ever had. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. handy. Well, you had to say that, didn't you? Come on. Yes, yeah. I did. Because you're not married to the rest of <laughs> Pull your shit together. Yeah, exactly. Right, time for music. Yes. Okay, yeah. can we talk about the song first? So, uh, Chrissy, would you like to explain, well, just tell us about this song, then why you oh, chose Lordy. this song. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, okay, so because Chess says, hey, Chris, you know, we're going to have you on the show. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, you got to choose a song. So what, ta- what song are you going to choose? And I was like, do you need to know it now? And he's like, well, yeah, I got to prep for it. And I was like, oh, it should be super easy. It's one of yours. And he's like, what? <laughs> and when I told him the song, he's like, you've got to be, can I swear? Mm, yes. Kidding me. I can't, yeah, fucking kidding me. That's one of Paulo's. He did the chorus of that. Oh, God, why'd you choose that one? I'm like, because it's the one that means the most. Let me explain that, because I wrote it with Paulo, my, uh, Paul yeah. Luther, who was my old guitar player, who is an incredible musician, and, and he incredible. wrote the chords to it. And, and It's ridiculous, you know. He wrote yeah, chords to it, and he never great. goes where you think you're going to go. And like, and they're never, it's never yeah. like an A major, you know. It's like A major, <laughs> a major plus seven, you know, augmented. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, anyway, carry on, Chris, sorry. 
<laughs> but um, so, yeah, so when he when he mentioned a song, it's the first one that popped into my head because, um, and I can't remember the exact logistics of the time, a long time ago. It was either right before we got married, right after, I can't remember, but it was that long ago. And again, it was a lot of the time where I was traveling so much. As I've mentioned, Indiana is my, where I grew up. And I left home when I was, uh, just about 18 years old to go off to university, and then from then it was then it was New York, then it was London, then lived in London. So left home at quite a young age and really quite close with my mom and dad. And at this time, I think I'd been living in the UK. I think maybe Chesney was doing a stint in New York, or I was in New York. I can't remember what, but my mom and my dad and my sister and her husband at the time had come out to visit us, and. It was just one of those moments where when they left, I had no idea when I was going to see my parents again. And it just hit me because I was living this life away from them, away from, you know, my, the person I love so much. And it was just, but Indiana has always held such a special bond for me. And Ches could see it was one of the darkest days because when they left, then we went to friends and watched some football game. But it was just one of the darkest days ever. And he could just see it was just like coming off of me, this sadness. And that's when he and Charlton and Paula wrote Miss Indiana. Uh. Because it was just one of those. Yeah, it was just it's tough. It's tough. You know, constantly traveling, always being away from the people that you love, missing birthdays, missing this, missing that, and not knowing when you're going to see him again. And so, yeah. yeah, that's, and that's why I chose that song, because when he wrote it, and then he played it for me, it was one of those where I like, yeah, you really nailed that. And you got it all. <laughs> okay, all right, well, yeah, let's give it a go. <clears throat> Can't say I'm not going to get through oh, it without okay. coughing. Yeah, and I can't introduce it because I've not been told what it's called. <laughs> yet. Yes, you have. She just said the first time that we've done this show that I don't think I've had privy to what the song's called. Oh yeah, no, it's called, called Miss Indiana. Indiana. No, yeah. Miss Indiana. Miss Indiana. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All English gardens. Look the same Seen through a virgin's double pain The flight from Mallorca was delayed Seems like it always is these days And home seems years away Miss Indiana, don't you Gotta go back home, I know you do She'd turn to snow, drifting to sleep Walking around Superior Street Nothing Cause no one to us Same as it 
devil was, they love you still. I guess you always will, Miss Indiana. Miss Indiana, don't you gotta come back? God, I hope you do. Back to the sun that never shines. Back to the home I hope you choose. Right two of you. How are you <laughs> feeling? It was awesome. Oh, I nearly well, didn't like get through me. that one. Five tissues, oh. six tissues, three <laughs> now, something like that. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in years, by the way, because it's one that, uh, yeah, it's been on the shelf for quite some time. So. Yeah, that's, that's one that's gathered dust It's quite interesting how songs can take you, take you right back, but... Um, yeah, it's beautiful, Chiz. Thank you. It really Aww. is. Do you know, in a way, I wish we were doing this visually because I don't know how you feel, Neil, but I feel like we're sitting right in the middle <laughs> of a couple, right? Like, <laughs> right in the middle of a couple where you're like, well, this is like, it's yeah. like fly in the wall Absolutely. in the middle of somebody's relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. And and it's wonder what I think about the visuals of it is that, um, sorry about this, listener, but, you know... <laughs> uh, you know that you are part of us anyway, listener, um, as in you're our only listener. But the, there's a thing about that when a couple are together, you can sort of see and feel all their stories coming, yeah. can't you? It's like yeah. the yeah. history of both of you is fascinating. Yeah. It's like you're here talking, but it's evident like there's all these other un loads of stories that we're not hearing about. It was like you know? when you finished the song, it was like, and it's sort of the last chord, the note, died off and I was thinking oh this is so lovely this is this is the audio magic and both of you couldn't really say no. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I hope I actually hope that when we listen back we we might have like five seconds of of just you two saying nothing because that in effect says yeah. it all neither of you can find yeah, your words well, I couldn't look at her through um, through that song really <laughs> so certainly the second half I just there's no way I could have look, looked at her while singing <laughs> I wouldn't have got through it 
Yeah. What did you yeah. feel when writing that song? Actually, that's a question uh, yeah. you don't normally get to ask. No, that's true. Um, it was that I loved it. I love her so much that that if she needs to go, I would be happy to let her go. You know. Oh wow. That's that was the heart of it. That's the eternal love, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was the heart of the song. You know, I mean, obviously, there's there's all sorts of kind of like personal things in there for us. Like, you know, the flight from Mallorca was delayed. She was always in Mallorca for some reason doing her modelling <laughs> stuff. Um, and and uh, and so yeah, at the heart of it was that 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 I I knew how much, and she was young. I mean, we were young. You know, she was. <laughs> 21 or something at the time, you know, and she just and just missed home, you know. She missed her mum and dad, and and you know when they when they had just left, um, and then I'm off, you know, in a couple of days to go to New York or whatever it is, and then she's she's sitting in this house, you know, four and a half thousand miles away from home, and uh, I, I I kind of it. It was a very emotional moment for me because I realised that you know I could lose I could lose her here because you know she's missing home so much and and this and maybe this isn't the life she wants you know um, but just being willing to to look at the possibility that she might want to go home and uh, yeah. but I think mm. you know if that happened at that particular moment I don't know I think I might have followed her. <laughs> You know, we might have, that would be it. All right, I'm going to laugh. If I can't be with you here, then I'll be with you in Indiana. That's it, you know. <laughs> okay. I mean, we could have written another yeah, song right? about the journey yeah, to... Yeah. Miss, yeah. Missing England, yeah. Or, or how much you hated yeah. Indiana. What the fuck am I doing here? That's a good title for a song, isn't it? How the fuck did this happen? <laughs> how the fuck did this happen? That's good. <laughs> Yes, I like That's it. the next album. <laughs> you know, normally at this bit, there's a, a thing about I ask people uh, what would they what would they advise uh, so their, uh, someone who was like them now, but I, I think what I'd what I'd ask Chrissy is what what advice would you give to or what 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 would you tell the girl who was waiting in the house missing Indiana all those years ago? What what would what advice would you have given her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get me every time, Lynn. I've just cleared my nose, and now you, now I'm gonna have to start up again. I'm gonna get some more tissues. You know, it's hard enough already. Um, it's interesting because um, Casey, our lovely Casey, is uh, dating the lovely Izzy, and she just had her, Izzy just had her twenty first, and in that I wrote in her birthday card. And I was reminiscing, thinking back, I think a lot, too, because of the song and stuff. And, you know, I think I was kind of writing to myself a little bit and saying that, you know, no matter what, really, it's all going to be okay. Everything's going to work out just fine. And that you being, more than anything, you really loving who you are is what where it all comes from. And so when you get that down, the rest is easy. And and that's what I would impart to her. Because when I look back and think about it, a lot of times there was a lot of a lot of emptiness that I think a lot of that sadness and that missing was bubbling from. And 
in that looking at self and, and loving who you are, no matter what, and knowing who you are is a big part of those, those empty holes being filled and knowing that no matter where you are, everything's, everything's perfect as it is. And, and that, that's what I would impart back to her in that time. And also, you know what? You miss him, get on a fucking plane and go see him. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, don't, don't wait so long for something that you feel that you want to do or that you feel that your heart needs. You know, it's mm. okay to have it now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, totally. that is good advice. It is okay to have it now, too. Yeah. Right? Is mm. that mm. whole thing about waiting? Yeah. yeah, for whatever reason it is, if money or whatever, you know, it doesn't, yeah, it's, it's what makes me laugh when people like want to get married or they're engaged and they, they wait to get married till they can afford it or, you know, until they, they feel like they're secure financially. I was like, life is not like that, <laughs> you know. Just do it. No, that, that's just translated as the ones that really don't want to get married wait till they can afford it or wait. Till, I don't know. You know I don't know. Is, I, just think, I don't know. I think it depends on the person, to be honest, because I think yeah. that there is something about, um, like, people enjoy different parts of the movie, don't they? Right. Mm, and I think true. that like yeah. this thing about like planning and waiting and all that, sometimes people really enjoy that part, mm, the, mm. how to select uh, uh, whatever, you know. So I think it's each to their own. But I, I do like that idea that everything turns out all right, because it does. It actually does. Yeah. When you look back in your life, you said earlier on, uh, uh, Chrissy, about hindsight being such a wonderful thing. And it's true, it's like even yeah. when we're in this place of real darkness, if you look back on stuff and go, you know what, yeah, that was really bad, but it worked out. Worked out yeah. okay though, right? And what a journey you have in front of you, you know, as a 21-year-old, you know, baby, basically. And like, just yeah. think about everything that's happened since then, you know, three kids and like, I mean, just so much, so much rich life that's, you know, yeah. come since then that, you know, you don't know what's in front of you, do you? You don't know what's what's to come. And I think that's true. Not even when you're 21. I think of course, that, like, of course, if, yeah. you know, um, mm. like I, I, I look back even in the past. Oh God, I mean, even like if you look back in the past five years, right? I said to Mark the other night, "This is really weird now," and he was like, "What's really weird?" And I said, "Do you remember like recently people were really frightened about not having toilet roll?" Do you remember that? That happened. That wasn't even made <laughs> up. That was a real, real thing that happened. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. Right? All over the world as well. About All rice. over the world. Yeah. Not just here, yeah. you know. Like, totally bizarre, right? And I went, did that happen or was I just having a creepy dream because I've been out drinking with Chrissy Hawks again? Is it like one of those things that's going on? Anyway, I don't mean to be pushy, but evidently because Chesney's so love-struck, his timing qualities are crap in this show. So it's down yeah. to me to sort out the stuff. Yeah. I thought it was Neil's job, to be honest with you. Neil's been Well, but too. Neil's doughy-eyed as well, right? And Neil's <laughs> practising. He really liked that saying, you know, never miss an opportunity to shut up. And so he's been sitting there, right in his way, yeah. in his little studio. He's been like, well, I'm practising. I'm practising the quote. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So I am... It's it's just you and me, listener, driving this train, just so you know. Right? Hold on. I fell off the track. Hold on tight. Hold on, it's a bumpy... Hey, listener, can you believe that less than five years ago 
we were like all worried about whether we had enough toilet roll. How weird is that? <laughs> Think about that if you're worried about what your future's going to be. Like, That's when true. you're worried about your future's going to be, just think, well, at least I've got enough paper to wipe my ass. So no matter what, it's going to be fun. There you go. Life can't be too Anyway, bad. we have come to the end of this episode, which I have loved, actually. Mm. I've loved oh, it. Oh, guys, it's been great. Thank you, Chris. Uh, well, do you know, uh, the one thing that I'm glad about as well is that we haven't done this episode while you and I are on the margaritas. Quite true. That's yeah. Quite true. So it would have been a whole Yeah, we're glad episode. about that. Ches and I are both glad about that. That would have well. been a mistake. <laughs> yeah. We're all very pleased about that. So, listener, we have to yeah. leave you, but please join us again soon. Um, until the next time, I have been Ferguson. I've been Harrington. I've been Hawks. And I've been Hawks. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, guys. You, Thank you, Chrissy. Thanks, guys. Love you, baby. Well done, team. Bye-bye, everybody. Till next time. You've been listening to Ferguson Harrington Hawks with Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks. Written and produced for Source Productions by, surprise, surprise, Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks. <laughs> <laughs>